The ServiceNow native mobile apps have been out for several years. So what's new in the Tokyo release? You might be surprised to find out, as my guests and I have some fun finding fascinating features. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and all of you curious individuals that I always say with the utmost love and respect. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. In this episode, I've got the pleasure of talking to Senior Inbound Product Manager at ServiceNow, Adam Golob. How are you today, Adam? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to have an opportunity to get to chat with you and all the developers. I'm always curious have, have, when I get people on the podcast. Have you been on any other podcast before? Uh, this is a first, actually. Um, I've never been on any other podcast before. I've I've always wanted to. I, I've actually listened to a lot of podcasts, but never myself have I been on a podcast before. Well, there you go. You know what to watch for and you know what to do and what not to do. You're a pro. This is just a conversation between a couple of geeks. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> well, before we get into our main content, I always like to get to know our guests. So please share a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Adam Golob. I've, I've been with ServiceNow for about three years now. Um, I've had a lot of experience uh, working on our mobile products here at ServiceNow. I actually had uh, a really cool experience. I, I was one of the first product managers um, within the mobile platform product team. I've been working on the team, working on various different products. Uh, products and projects within within the platform. Um, I actually came through the intern program at Now, which was um, which was a great experience. Uh, while I was an intern, um, that was the time period of the SkyDraft acquisition. So I've had a, a lot of interesting um, experiences um, throughout my time here at ServiceNow. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the intern program because I was about to ask you, did you come over with the SkyDraft acquisition? But you were an intern during that period. Exactly. You got to see everything all fresh and daisies and <laughs> the opportunities that were in front of us. That's cool. So you've been on mobile the entire time. Yeah. So uh, not entirely on mobile, but I've always been working on mobile pro uh, products. Okay. So I actually interned through NowX, which was the incubation org at ServiceNow. Um, so we, we worked on new um, industry products that ServiceNow didn't already have a presence in. Um, some of the products that we worked on uh, were like finance related products. Yep. Um, one of those products that we worked on is actually one of our public uh, products in the creator workflows now today, uh, procurement service management. Um, so under that org, I worked on pretty much all of our mobile products. Um, so for procurement service management, I actually led the design uh, research and development of that, that, that mobile app that exists today. Um, so that mobile app that exists today for procurement service management customers um, was something that I got to work on throughout my internship. Um, after the internship, I started two weeks later full-time um, and, and, and owned that mobile piece uh, under NowX. And then I realized I just love mobile so much. So I wanted to make the transition from NowX to the actual mobile core platform team. So I can spend some time uh, working on actual core mobile platform related items. So I'm curious, where did you go to school and what did you study? Yeah, so um, I'm a Bay Area native. I, uh, I went to school at San Jose State University and I majored in computer science. So I've always had some sort of technical aspect. So you're in the San Jose area now? So right now I'm actually 
Uh, I've been traveling these these past few months. Um, I I'm, I've, I was born and raised in in the San Jose area, but these past few months I've been in the Chicago area. Now I gotta ask a fun question: If you had a million dollars, what would you do? It's a good question. Um, I wish I could say I could buy a really nice house, but that wouldn't that wouldn't buy me much in California. <laughs> I would say have some fun. I would I would give myself maybe like five ten percent of it to go spend uh, gambling, whether it's at a casino or or going and buying a bunch of lottery tickets. And then the rest of it, try to figure out how I can be smart with the money to make it last however, however long I can, whether it's investing in real estate or investing in the stock market, wherever I can put it. Wise man, wise man. Yeah. Some for fun and some for the future. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's the way my dad taught me too. And it's worked out so far. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now, for the new listeners, because... Some people may just be listening to their first episode of Breakpoint. Thank you very much. Could you give them an idea of our current mobile offering and the evolution of how it came to be? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, and it's a it's a really it's a really fun question to answer. Um, so here at ServiceNow, we've had a mobile app, um, the ServiceNow Classic app, for quite some time. Um, I think it was introduced within one of our very first ServiceNow releases. Don't quote me on that. Maybe. Maybe it was a couple of releases later, um, but we had that app um, up until uh, just around around like 2018, 2019, um, which is when ServiceNow made the decision to acquire a low-code, no-code um, mobile app, enterprise mobile mobile app company called SkyDraft. Um, so back in that time frame, around 2018, 2019, that was that was ServiceNow's decision to move towards um, a future where Customers can use our now platform to build their own mobile workflows without without needing to understand how to write iOS code, without needing to understand how to write Android code. Um, the concept was really a low code, no code um, experience on the now platform that allows you to configure experiences within native iOS and native Android applications. Um, so really, it allows customers um, to create a mobile experience within days. Um, so that's, that's the traditional mobile platform offering that, that we focus on. You'll find all that content on our doc sites. You'll find lots of content out there. Um, it, that's what we call our mobile platform. And, and the beauty of it is anyone can build a mobile app. We're talking people who don't know how to code. We're talking people who are comfortable just kind of putting puzzle pieces together. Um, it's, it's a really nice experience. And the best part is anyone can build a native first mobile application. A lot of our competitors out there, um, use web-based experiences. Mm -hmm. And with this, you have the power to build native experiences, um, within a matter of days. Um, I always recommend to, to developers out there, take a look at our hierarchy guide. Our hierarchy guide is it's it's the it's the core of our platform. Once you understand the hierarchy, you're you're a pro developer in terms of mobile platform development. Just understand the hierarchy, then you can build whatever wherever. Um, that's that's our traditional mobile platform offering, and, and that's what we we refer to. Um, release over release, we continue to enhance and and add um, new features to our traditional mobile platform. Uh, before I talk about you know, what's new in the latest release, I just wanted to point out that the native experience, because it's a native application and you're simply configuring this on your instance, it gives you access to 
camera, location services, a lot of these built-in services yep. on the mobile device <laughs> that frankly wouldn't exist or would be extremely difficult to implement if you were to try to do this through a web-based technology. Right. So it just, it makes it so much easier. Like, hey, I want to put an action here to bring up the camera, take a picture, attach it to this record. It's like, really? I, right. I'm not an iOS or Android developer, but yet, I can build these things in a matter of minutes. It's it's pretty slick. One example is, I mean, when you think about when you think about like all the employee workflow products. So yes. um, when you think about like ITSN, like when an end user and an employee submits a request or creates an incident, let's say for example, they're in the workplace, there's an issue with the conference room. They they would want they wouldn't want to pull out their laptop, take a picture, attach it to their laptop, and then go submit a request. <laughs> no. Yeah, they want they want to be on their phone. They want to be able to pull up the mobile app, snap a picture with their phone. They're already used to how they already know how to use their phone camera. They want to be able to attach an image to their incident and move on with their day. With with our mobile platform, you can build a workflow for that on your mobile device within a matter of days. You just need to be comfortable with how the mobile hierarchy works, how the pieces fit together, and you can build essentially anything in, in a couple of days. I think the most important thing I learned when shortly after we did the acquisition with Sky Giraffe is the mobile experience isn't simply a shrunk down desktop experience. It yeah. is its own experience as as separate as a web application is to a desktop application. It's it's a, I think the term I heard was, you know, those micro moments. If you need to hail a ride, for example, you don't spend 35 minutes, you know, looking through what's the best possible vehicle I could get. You know? yeah. It's, it's yeah. I need a ride. I've got six people. We're going here. Get me a ride. You know, it, it's a micro moment that you go in, you do what you need to do and you get out. And that's the way that mobile developers need to think about the whole mobile experience for the end user. You got to put the end user first. What are you trying to get them to do? Are you trying to get them a status on something they need to know? Are you going to get them to take action? How do you get them to take that action as quickly as possible? Where do you present that approval or reject button? It's, or, or uh, you said employee experience when you're doing an onboarding or something, it can all be done there. And if it's done right, it's amazing. If it's done poorly, it's like any other system. No one's going to yep. adopt it. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's and that's really what we've been focusing on. Whenever, whenever we 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 continue and expand on on our platform release over release, we always think about how can we enable our customers and how can we enable our developers to focus on those micro experiences and really have it be a delightful experience that's going to make their users want to continue to use the mobile app. Um, there's you can totally mimic a web experience on mobile. We don't limit that. If that's if that's your strategy, if that's what customers want to do, customers can totally do that. Um, but we we always say we want to focus on micro moments because that will that will truly enable users to want to use the mobile app um, and really drive adoption. So we mentioned that you don't need to be an iOS or Android developer. You don't need to know the SDK, but we were talking earlier and you mentioned something about a mobile SDK. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Um, so this is this is a new avenue here at ServiceNow. So um, we have our traditional mobile platform that we've been focusing on release over release. Um, we've been continuing to, to enhance it since the acquisition of SkyDraft um, back in 2019. Um, and it's 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 something that we're going to continue to enhance. Um, we've we've had a lot of conversations recently with customers and uh, 
there's a new market that we're 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 trying to explore. Um, so there's a, a whole new market for customers who already have their own mobile apps. Um, let's say if I'm a customer, I already have my own mobile app for my employees, or uh, let's say I have my own mobile app for uh, customers of mine, um, and I want to pull in aspects of service now into mm-hmm. my mobile app. Um, we don't. We don't. We've never. We've never been presented with that use case before, and we. We our mobile platform doesn't support those use cases. Um, today, our mobile platform is really just our low code, no code tools on the instance, and our two mobile apps that we have on the public store. But for those customers who already have their existing um, iOS or Android app, they already have their existing iOS and Android engineering teams within their own companies. We're introducing this new product um, through the innovation lab uh, on the ServiceNow store called the mobile SDK. So um, this is this is um, an additional offering uh, under the ServiceNow mobile offering cloud. Um, so we have our traditional mobile platform, and now we have the mobile SDK for our more advanced customers or for our, our more um, complex, uh, our, more co- our, our customers who have more complex use cases. Mm-hmm. Um, with the mobile SDK, Think about being able to pull in any and every data, uh, any and every piece of data from the ServiceNow platform and being able to mutate however you'd like, um, being able to use native virtual agent, being able to use native push notifications triggered from the ServiceNow instance, and being able to leverage uh, service portal pages that you configure on the Now platform. So if you have any service portal pages that you've configured, let's say if you have any virtual agent conversations that you've configured, you can now drag those components through the SDK and render them within your own app. So it really gives power to, to those complex customers. Um, this is a new new product that we're exploring through the Innovation Lab, um, and it's it's an extension off of our traditional mobile platform offering. Oh, we may have to have some additional discussions about that. I can see some developers salivating over that. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a very fun product. It gives full flexibility and full customization to the power, to the developers. Our modern mobile experience started in Madrid. So M N O P Q R S T T. We're up to T. Tokyo. This is Tokyo season. What's new in Tokyo? Yeah, uh, we have a lot of we, we we had a lot of exciting features um, come through the Tokyo release. Um, the release focused on on FSM. Um, these these past few releases, we've been focusing on our field service management um, priorities. Um, so pre-Tokyo, we uh, we had some gaps with our offline experience. Um, so we we made some some really good strides towards having a best-in-class field service management experience within our mobile agent app. Um, so in Tokyo, we we released two features um, that are very powerful for um, the field service management experience. Um, so within our offline mode, we now support the ability. Um, for mobile agents to um, create and edit records offline, as well as utilize reference fields in offline mode. Um, so pre-Tokyo, um, all of our FSM agents that were out on the go, um, whenever they were working with um, with work orders, when they would go into offline mode, they wouldn't be able to create or edit records offline. Think of it as only a, a read-only view. Sure. Um, we we we've had lots of we've had lots of questions and lots of uh, asks from our customers around how can we enable um, a more seamless offline to online experience. Yeah. Um, so this was a huge effort for us 
Um, so now it's no longer really read only. You can configure the ability to create records offline. You can also configure editing um, and there's no real limitations with editing records. Um, you can add all types of fields, choice fields, uh, uh, string fields, number fields, um, including reference fields offline as well. Wow. I, you're right. I can see a lot of challenges with that. Just, just from the standpoint of creating a new record on your mobile device. And when you get back to sync, what's the sys ID of that while you're editing? Well, it really doesn't exactly. have one. We have to wait until it syncs to actually assign one when it gets created in the instance. Like, wow, that that's, that's a crazy challenge. One of the actual key challenges with that was think about when you're offline, when you create a new record, you need to also understand what is the display value for that record. So when you're displaying that record in other places, you're not displaying a sys ID, you're displaying the display value and each table can have its own unique display value. So it gets a little tricky. But you did it. Yeah. So that was that was a huge feature. Um, a lot of our FSM customers are, are going to be really happy and excited about that one. Um, another feature of the release, which is really exciting, uh, is adaptive authentication. So this is under our um, mobile infrastructure key initiative that we focused on this release in Tokyo. Um, adaptive authentication is a really cool feature for, for customers who have complex security requirements. Um, so for all of you that, 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 uh, that have very strict security protocols. We've had a lot of customers uh, come to us and basically explain that they have their instance behind an, an IP, uh, behind an IP firewall. Um, their instance is only accessible um, by their users when they're either on the corporate uh, VPN or if they're within a specific range, uh, range of IP addresses. Sure. Um, but the challenge is for those customers, um, a lot of the times they have those VPNs installed on their computers, on their work machines, but they don't have those VPNs installed on their mobile devices. Yep. So, so employees employees don't want to have to install a VPN, have to worry about is the VPN connected, is the VPN disconnected. It's a huge pain in the butt. Um, customers have, have told us like it doesn't make sense for 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 them to maintain documentation for how to use our app, but then also virtual private network and how to configure it all. Um, so with adaptive authentication, we worked with various different teams at ServiceNow um, to create a way for, for customers to maintain their IP access control um, configurations on the instance. But in addition to that, enable an extension to allow end users who are using either our mobile agent app or our now mobile app to connect to those instances and without having the virtual private network um, installed on their device. Um, so how it works is uh, there's still a handshake that's being made. Yep. Um, don't think of it as don't think of it as the instance is just open uh, for users to connect to you on the mobile app. There's still a, there's still a protocol that's that's being met. There's still a handshake. Um, a user essentially is going to uh, attempt to connect on their mobile device to the instance, and then they'll get a notification saying that this in instance. Um, requires you to register your device to be used with this instance that's behind this firewall. And then we guide the user through um, a handful of steps to explain how they can establish uh, trust, register the device to their to their account so they can continue to use the mobile app. Um, they go through a series of, of steps. Um, essentially what it requires is it requires them to be logged in on their corporate machine as well so they can verify their identity. Once they do that, everything works seamlessly. It's a beautiful experience. Um, end users will be able to receive push notifications. We'll be able to access content on the web. We'll be able to, through the mobile app, um, they'll be able to use any of the, the, the features that are configured in the mobile apps um, just through the mobile app. If, if the user tries to go through their Safari or go through Google Chrome, they're still going to be kicked out unless they're on the virtual private network. 
Um, so this is a really exciting feature. A, a, a lot of customers uh, will, will be really excited about this. Um, customers who are using IP access control, um, they'll now be able to extend um, their service now workflows on mobile as well. That's cool. I mean, the financial customers, the government customers, they've been looking for something like this. And you you don't want to alienate your end users because you've got restricted security. It it sounds like it's as easy to set up as two-factor. It's like, hey, here's here's something I do on my instance, and here's how I register my device. Boom, done. Exactly, exactly. It can be done within a matter of seconds. It's, It's really easy and really intuitive. Really excited about this feature. There's some really cool UI in it, too. But wait, there's more. There's more. We uh, so in addition to that, we have we have some minor features. Um, but one of the other highlights is uh, mobile app builder. So in mobile app builder, we continue to release over release to enhance um, and add new features. Um, mobile app builder is now on the store. Um, our continued problem state with mobile app builder is we need to we need to make sure everything is 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 configured in mobile app builder we hear all the developers we hear all the feedback we hear you guys loud and clear um we want one tool and we want everything to be configured in mobile app builder we're we're focused on that and we're we're making it happen um in our upcoming august release um we're adding even more feature parity uh, or i apologize in our previous august release we added feature parity with our san diego release um, and we're working in February to have feature parity with our, uh, our, our upcoming Utah release. Um, we added some additional functionality to Mobile App Builder, um, including being able to duplicate um, specific records. And then uh, we also added additional support for configuring custom maps, deep linking, and push notifications. Um, that's 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 a super exciting call out for all you developers who are used to configuring push notifications and deep links. Uh, it's a nightmare. It's been a nightmare, um, but a nightmare no more. It's in Mobile App Builder, and it's a really nice, intuitive, um, and easy-to-use experience. Um, so if, if you are familiar with, with configuring push notifications and deep links, I really urge you to give Mobile App Builder a try, see how you like that experience. Um, I myself have configured a lot of push notifications and deep links when I was working on all the mobile experiences during my internship under NowX. It was an awful experience, really hard. I had no idea what I was doing 95% of the time, but with mobile app builder, it's, it's, it takes away a lot of that complexity. It's a, it's a really pleasant experience. Excellent. I'm glad you're making things easier. <laughs> means, means I have to learn less as we go. <laughs> now, something I've always wondered, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, is I, I was just looking on my phone. Why do we have multiple apps? We've got now mobile, we've got service now agent, we've got now support. I think there's an onboarding one too. Is why do we have multiple apps? Yeah, it's it's a great question, and it's a question we we get a lot actually. We try to focus on personas here at ServiceNow. Um, so so every every workflow um, is is meant to be for a single persona. Um, so our now mobile app uh, is meant to have tailored experiences and tailored workflows for the employee persona. Our mobile agent application is meant to have tailored experiences and tailored workflows for the mobile agent. Um, We have a similar paradigm for the platform, um, the web-based platform. So when you think of workspaces, workspaces are for agents and fulfillers. Mm -hmm. And then we have service portals. Service portals are for employees. Um, So there's different different experiences and different um, entry points for different personas. So we follow that paradigm on mobile. We have a different app with an optional different experience admins can configure that for agents and then a different app um, potentially with a different experience um, for employees using the now mobile app 
Um, we did have a third app um, called the onboarding app. Um, that app is being deprecated. Communication has already been sent out. Um, we are migrating that, um, all those experiences that lived in the, in, the, in the onboarding app into the now mobile app. So we basically consolidated those, those two personas. We consolidated the pre-hire persona with the employee persona and all of those workflows now live in the now mobile app. So would it be conceivable to say, if I'm developing a mobile app, and could I put it on one single iOS or Android app? Say, everybody go download Now Mobile. And then I, as a developer, constrain that by roles, for example. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You could totally do that. Um, so that's that's honestly the power of the platform. So you can configure however you like. Some customers really like the the, the strategy to go forward with uh, persona focused apps. They want to have their, they want to have their external or they want to have their employees download one app. Then they want to have their internal fulfillers download a separate app. They really like that. So they take advantage of okay. that. But if you want just one app for simplicity, there's nothing stopping you. You can either pick the now mobile app or the mobile agent app, configure everything within that app, then restrict everything by roles. All of your users are going to have different roles. So you can totally do that. Flexibility. Exactly. In addition to that, we we also had the classic app, which I brought up a little bit earlier. Um, the classic app was our first attempt at mobile here at ServiceNow. Um, it was one of the very first apps that was introduced. It was a fully web-based app. Yep. Um, it essentially mimicked everything that was on the platform. It was slow. It was dated. Felt like you were using a legacy application. Um, as soon as we acquired SkyDraft, we stopped all investment into that app, obviously, because we wanted to move in this no new direction of low-code, no-code, configurable mobile platform. So these past few years, we've been working um, to slowly deprecate it and remove it. Um, I'm, I'm excited and I'm happy to say as of uh, September 15th, the app is officially removed from all public stores. Um, it's removed from the iOS App Store and it's also removed from the Android Google Play Store. Um, so our, we, we are now focused on the two mobile apps, a part of the mobile platform. We have the mobile agent app and then the now mobile app. Um, onboarding app is on track to be deprecated and will be removed from the stores around March of 2023. You may still see, developer, you may still see vestiges of it out there as you develop. Yeah. For example, you create a table. There's a checkbox that says you know, create mobile menus and you'll see under navigation in studio, it'll say you know, modules and menus. There will be mobile menus for some of your tables. That is not now mobile or the ServiceNow agent. It is for the legacy app. So completely ignore it. Don't bother creating them. <laughs> they have no use really at this yeah. point. They're they're frankly annoying. That that brings up a good point. We should we'll definitely we we have we have a list of items that we need to kind of address as we're cleaning it up. Um, we'll go back and we'll make sure that those are those are included in those lists to clean up a part of our new releases so there's no confusion. Okay, lightning round. You ready? Ready. Lightning round of features you don't have to configure. Tell me about multimedia. Yeah, multimedia is an, uh, an awesome new feature part of Tokyo. Um, we enhance the full activity stream experience. Um, so we, we redesigned the experience of uploading uh, and, and uh, modifying attachments. So you can now, end users who are using our mobile apps can now upload multiple attachments um, and also have a really nice experience to be able to track um, how their attachments are being uploaded. They can track progress, see what's going on. 
Um, and then they can also cancel individual uploads as they're uploading multi multimedia. Next one, Mapwise integration. Mapwise is super exciting. Um, ServiceNow acquired Mapwise a couple of releases back, and we've 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 worked to update all of our workplace service delivery flows to now use um, Mapwise, which is the new uh, mapping company we acquired. Excellent. Notification enhancements. Notification enhancements also pretty cool. Um, pre pre Tokyo, we had some gaps with our notifications. Um, when you would log out, all your notifications would disappear. You would have no access to them ever again, and they would be deleted. Um, now in Tokyo, when you log out, uh, or if you were to log in on any other device, you'll always have access to your notifications and you'll be able to actually mark them as read or unread, um, which is super cool. Let's say if you read a notification on your iPad, um, at home, but then you later want to read it on your iPhone when you're in the office, you can mark a notification as unread and then you can read it again later when you return to the office. A little bit of customer feedback on that before we fixed it. Yeah, yeah, that one was a rough one. <laughs> All right, last one. Lightstep, what is this? Lightstep, yeah. So this is actually really interesting. It's a new product that ServiceNow introduced. Um, uh, we recently acquired Lightstep uh, a bit ago, um, and Lightstep is a brand new offering uh, for ServiceNow. Um, so without going into too much detail, um, Lightstep is, is different from the traditional ServiceNow offering. Um, you don't have to pay for a license to the platform. You don't have to pay for apps and for products. Um, Lightstep is a pay-as-you-go. Think about social media where anyone can sign up. You can sign up for a free account. If you want to upgrade, you can upgrade, pay for premiums, pay for uh, upgrades for different for different functionality. Lightstep is exactly the same. Anyone can sign up. Anyone can use it. You pay for there's there, there's different tiers. Um, let's say your first month is completely free. You have access to all the workflows. Then the basic tier could uh, could basically provide access to certain workflows. Advanced will provide um, access to a different set of workflows. Um, so this is a brand new app that we introduced. More info uh, can be found elsewhere around the new Lightstep offering. Now it's my favorite part of the show. Can you give us a hint of what's on the roadmap? Safe Harbor. Safe Harbor. Yes, of course. Um, so in the upcoming releases, we or in the past few releases, I guess, providing some context, uh, we focused a lot on FSM related priorities. We focused a lot on becoming uh, the best in class FSM mobile app. Um, going forward, we're, we're focusing a lot on on client related UX enhancements. Um, we we want to focus a lot on having um, performance at scale. We want to focus a lot on on good user experience. And that initial piece we were kind of talking about, the delightful micro moments. Um, we really want to focus on how we can drive continued adoption on using our mobile applications. We want to see end users um, happy using our apps. And most importantly, we want to see end users coming back to use our apps regularly. So there's going to be a lot of focus on client um, enhancements, um, UX performance um, related items. Next question. What words of advice do you have for any new developers that may be listening to this? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I always recommend whenever whenever I'm working with new developers on the team or new, uh, uh, new mobile enthusiasts, start with our hierarchy. Our hierarchy is the most important thing. Um, so when we're talking mobile, you're not actually going to be coding iOS and, and, and Android. You're going to be building on the ServiceNow platform you're going to be putting puzzle pieces together. So it's really important to start with that hierarchy 
It might look super confusing at first, but if you start with the hierarchy, continue through through the documentation, through the labs that we have on now learning, um, you'll really start to understand pretty quickly. And you'll go from being able, you'll go from pretty much knowing nothing to being able to build a mobile app within a week. Um, that's that's the true value of the now of the mobile platform. Um, so always recommend starting with that hierarchy. That's that's the most important thing to start with. Where can they find that hierarchy? Yeah, it's a great question on our doc site. Um, so if you go to our documentation, docs.servicenow.com, um, there's a product called mobile configuration and navigation. Tap on that. There's a section called building, um, building and navigating the mobile platform. If you were to click on that, there's a, a highlighted section for the mobile hierarchy. And there's a nice image um, that we worked with our content teams to produce that explains the hierarchy. That's rather scary how you knew to navigate that without even looking. Yeah, I've, I've, I've gone to it too many times. <laughs> Don't quote me on the exact words. I'll include a link in the show notes so that people have something to click if they wish. There you go. There you go. Thank you for so much advice and information, Adam. Can you let the people know how they can get in touch with you should they have another idea or suggestion or just want to talk? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can be reached on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn um, is Adam Gola. Um, and then uh, I can also be reached through my email. I'm, I'm happy to take any emails, any feedback. Um, we love feedback. Obviously, we work with lots of customers at a time. Um, my email is just first name dot last name at servicenow.com, adam.goal at servicenow.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. And thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Don't forget, you can check out the other ServiceNow podcasts. You can find them all at servicenow.com slash community under the events menu. Pay attention. That changed in the last uh, upgrade to the community. You can also subscribe to this podcast for free. Get it automatically delivered to you. Oh, you can still use the old link too. servicenow.com slash podcast. We'll get you the list of all the podcasts in the new community page. So you don't even have to remember something new there. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow. Executive producer is me, Chuck Tomasi. Video and captions by Earl Duque. To find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, you can head over to developer.servicenow.com. And again, thank you so much today, Adam, for sharing with us. Of course, thanks for having me. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. You don't go into Amazon and, you know, do the same kind of things you would on a desktop experience. Well, maybe that's a bad example. You don't go into, you know, <laughs> let's, let's back up. Why do we have more than one application? Yep. And that brings up a good point. Uh-huh. Oh, God, jury duty, I tell you. That's funny. I think I would like to be a part of that. That sounds kind of fun. It, 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 how, is this, how is this even happening? How'd you feel? That was fun. That was fun. It was, it was good.